0: This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community, inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit CincyJourney.org. Hey, good morning. My name is Joe Merrick. I'm thrilled that you are here. With us today, we are so excited that you uh, are here and with us and have joined us this morning. If you are new, we want to say a special welcome to you. Thank you for being here. And whether you are new or you've been around many times before, I want to encourage everyone to reach into the seat back in front of them. There, you can find one of these connect cards. Uh, connect cards a great way for you to introduce yourself uh, to Journey Church. And uh, there's also prayer requests, decisions that you've made that you can mark on the back, other things that you can let us know about. So please uh, take a moment and fill one of those out. It's our desire uh, to have one of those from every family here today. Uh, With that shared, before we go much further, let me just pray for us and then we'll jump in today. God, we just sang about your greatness and God, we want that, that spirit and that, uh, that song to continue in our hearts. Lord, you are great. That's what we have come here to proclaim today. God, we ask that you open our hearts, you open our minds to what you have to share with us. Because you've brought us all here, Lord, all of us with something to to learn, with something to gain, with some step to take towards faithfulness, towards greater faithfulness. Lord, help us to see that clearly before us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, welcome to our fourth and our last week in our series on the power of routine. This is a January of a brand new year, and so this is a great time to think about, a time we all so often think about things we want to be different. And so one of the ways we want to help you with that is we wanted to talk about routines, habits that we could start even now that would have a profound uh, impact on our lives, especially our spiritual lives. So, so far we have talked about uh, Bible reading and the importance of it and how it's this chief indicator of kind of spiritual development. We talked about Prayer and just getting basic with it and how we can implement it in our lives. Last week, we talked about fasting and and how that's a spiritual practice that we need to be uh, uh, in the practice of. It's a skill we need to be building. This week, we're going to be talking about building community. Building community. Uh, For several years now, I've been uh, keeping a list of like uh, powerful quotes that maybe I read in a book or I I hear somewhere. Maybe it's a scripture, maybe it's uh, uh, something else that I have gathered that just challenges me. And and so I have this list on my computer and I go back, I add to it often, I go back and I refer to it. Uh, I'd like to say they were lessons learned, but really they're lessons that I'm still learning, uh, right? Uh, Because I don't have them all mastered yet. But one of the ones that I wrote down a long time ago is this. Maybe you've heard it or you've heard some variation. The people who we choose to spend the most time with are some of the greatest indicators of who we will become in every area of our life. Now that quote is not, uh, uh, it's not saying that we're just going to become a carbon copy of the people that we spend time with, that we hang out with. What it's doing is it's pointing us to this fact that uh, people influence us in dramatic ways, sometimes uh, in ways we don't even comprehend people kind of they, they rub off on us. There's always going to be exceptions to this. People who kind of uh, rise above their circumstances, who uh, do great things, uh, but came from with came from terrible influences in life. Yet none of that changes. None of that changes. The just profound uh, impact that the people whose opinions we hold, the the high, the people who uh, we spend great deals of time with, we choose to spend great deals of time with, they have an influence on us. They influence us. And what we want to do today is we want to encourage you to examine that, to take a look at those influences, those people who are influencing you to draw our attention to the fact that building community, building friendships is a skill. It's something that we have to work on. It's something we have to practice. It's a routine we need to continually be going back to a habit to practice. There's lots of places we could go today in Scripture. So many places talk about the importance of unity, the importance of community. But one of the first places I want to go is Hebrews chapter 10. This is verses 23 through, I think, uh, 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Just listen to these words this morning. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on. Spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Then verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another in all the more as you see the day approaching. Verse 24 there, that spur each other on. The idea here is that we would be a positive influence in one another's life. It's one of the things God is calling us to here, to be invested in each other, to inspire, to motivate one another. To love each other with words and actions. Verse 25, don't give up meeting together. As some have done. Before this verse, uh, in, in, in verse 24, and then even er- earlier in the chapter, we get lots of commands here. Uh, to love each other, to encourage one another, to do lots of the things that Jesus tells us to do. And one of the things that verse 25 does is it gets to the very basics. It says, don't give up. Don't give up meeting together. Don't give up spending time together. It's a warning. It's a warning that you can't do any of these things that have just gotten listed out. Can't really love each other. You can't really uh, uh, um, influence each other, spur one another on if you're not doing the very basics of spending time together. Can't do those things Unless we're building community, unless we're building friendships. It appears that some of the people from verse 25 were guilty of kind of what so many of us sometimes are guilty of saying, okay, I, I, I got Jesus, uh, it's just me and him, we're all on our own, and I hope you guys have a good life. Best of luck to you. But no, if we're gonna practice, we're going to practice uh, what we have learned from Jesus, we want to live the life he has called us to. If we want to live that kind of life, we have to be, at the very least, we have to be building community. We have to spend time with one another so that we have opportunities to love sacrificially. So that we have opportunities to forgive, so that we have opportunities to spur one another on to extend grace to one another. It happens when we're in friendships. That happens when we're in community. Friends, verse 25 isn't just some plea to, to come to church. It's a question. It's a question, how can we do all that uh, God is calling us to? How can we do all of these things that have gotten listed out for us? How can we love and forgive and give grace and not be actively building community? Not be investing in relationships and friendships. Not be being vulnerable with one another, not serving one another. How can we do that? We're not doing those things. We have uh, so much of the Bible. So much of the Bible that tells us how important community and unity is. And yet, we so often kind of ignore it. We don't spend intentional time building it. Building community. Building friendships. And the evidence is all around us. I don't know if you saw this this week. I caught this on Twitter. It's in the news. I, check, uh, I fact-checked it a couple of times. The Prime Minister of England, just at the beginning of the year, a couple of weeks ago, uh, created a brand-new high-level government position entitled the Minister of Loneliness. Right? Right? Can't make that stuff up sometimes. I mean, uh, they, they were saying, hey, this is a big deal. We're, we see this as an epidemic in our society. People are isolated and lonely. We need to do something about it. Might sound a little bit silly to us, but we know that loneliness affects us, right? Uh, we have felt uh, the emotions of it, the, the isolation, the depression. But loneliness doesn't just make us feel bad emotionally. It, gets, uh, it has a physiological effects on us as well. Here's some of the things that loneliness gets tied to. High blood pressure or cardiovascular disease. Reduced immunity, the ability to, to fight off illness Inflammation, not just swelling, but inflammation that's linked to cancer and arthritis and clogged arteries and Alzheimer's. In fact, uh, a guy named Mark Robinson in this article that I was reading about the minister of loneliness, he is uh, in England, he is in charge of the largest charity working with elderly people. And he said this, I have no idea how they figure these things out, but he says, I've seen the studies, it, loneliness, is proven to be worse for your health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, again, I don't know how they figure that out, but what we can all agree on, right, is that it's not a good thing. It's not good for us. It has these effects, and we've always known how loneliness affects us emotionally. We see how in these things that get listed out here, how it affects us uh, physically. And it has an effect on our soul as well. It has an effect on our soul, and that's why God's plans for his followers was never like, hey, uh, I'm just going to let you ride off into the sunset someday. You're just going to go up into heaven and everything's going to be okay. That's part of the plan, but his real plan is that we begin living that kind of life now here, affecting change in this world by treating each other the way he has treated us. but being more like him, being more like Jesus. And one of the things Jesus was good at was Jesus was good at building community. He was good at building friendships, building community. Uh, He spent a great deal of time on it. We see it from the very beginning. Uh, when he first starts his ministry, one of the first things he does, right, is he, he has this kind of crowd before him, and he takes 12 disciples, 12 disciples, and he spends uh, the rest of his ministry with these guys, traveling uh, and, and learning, them learning from him every day. They spent every day with him then even within that 12, he has three that he really kind of leans on even more, Peter, James, and John. And when things get crazy, uh, when, when he, uh, he, he leans into them, not just that, but when we go to the passages where Jesus says, all right, it's time for you disciples to go out and, and to do some things. I want to I kind of expand my ministry here. He sends them out, and he doesn't send them out Uh, One by one, he could have covered more ground that way, but he sends them out in pairs, sends them out together. From the very onset we see in Jesus' life and his ministry, how important community friendship is. So why was this such a big deal to Jesus? I like lists. So here's five things, five things that uh, building community does for us, why it's important to our faith. First is this. Community challenges you. It challenges me to be more like Jesus Real uh, uh, Christian faithful community challenges us to be more like Jesus. If we go back to our Hebrews passage, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up on each other, not give up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's too important for that. Let us encourage one another. We're reminded in these passages that we are put in relationships in order to encourage one another, to encourage one another in our pursuit of God. And it's within the context of community that we're given this ability, this ability to challenge and change one another, to be better followers. Jesus. Second thing that um, community does for us is community carries you emotionally. It carries you emotionally. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says this, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of of Christ. Now, that doesn't just end, uh, we usually kind of associate that verse with maybe taking care of one another's physical needs, but there's emotional needs as well, emotional things we need to help carry for one another. This passage and others, we're, were given this, this call to support one another in hard times, in difficult situations holding one another up, praying for one another, or simply just being there for each other. Number three, a third advantage of community. One of the reasons Jesus points to it, Scripture points to it so often, is that community opens your eyes to the needs of other people. Helps us see better. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 14 And we urge you brothers warn those who are idle encourage the timid help the weak be patient with everyone this verse and, and other verses like it, they, they encourage us to stop just looking internally, to stop just being so self focused and self centered, and to look around and see the needs around us. And the places in the ways we see the needs best so often are when we're close enough to really hear one another's hearts. When we're deep enough into a friendship, deep enough into a community that there's some vulnerability, challenges are shared. Community helps us to open our eyes, to see that people are carrying big things around in their hearts. Number four. Fourth advantage of community, fourth reason it gets pointed to so often in Scripture is that community offers opportunities for confession and healing. James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Confession gives us the chance to bring to light things that have been holding us back in the dark. Friendships and community, we can share real struggles, real hardships. We confess to one another and to God the areas of our life we want to do better from that conversation, from those kinds of conversations, we can find healing. At least the start of it. The fifth reason that community is so important, so important to us, the impact it has on us, the reasons it gets pointed to in scripture again and again, is that community teaches you In me to work through conflicts. This one isn't always fun, but it's a blessing. First Peter four, eight through eleven says this above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without complaining, without grumbling. Each one of us should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully. Administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength that God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. We don't have to be in community long. We don't have to be in friendships, long for tensions to rise, for conflicts to come up. But in these verses, in, in many other verses, we are reminded, we are called not to give up, but to work through it. To work through the tension. the tension, That passage. First Peter 4.8, it says, above all, above all else, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Work through the challenge. If we're going to build community and not just acquaintances, not just people that we know, but people we share our life with, Got to fight through some misconceptions. There are a lot of misconceptions about a community, about friendships out there. I've got three that I think are probably uh, the ones we face most often. What I want to challenge you to do today is uh, if you have your program, I want you to write these three down. And as we're talking about them, as I'm sharing about them, what I want you to do is, can you circle the one that's holding you back the most? When it comes to building community, building friendships that you can be vulnerable in, places you can can extend grace in, places that you can forgive people in places you can do so many of the things that God calls us to do. Which is the biggest roadblock for you? Maybe it's all of them, but can you find one? Here's my list today. Misconception number one when it comes to building friendships, when it comes to building community, is we think it's easy. We think it should be easy. Easy And so uh, uh, so often this idea of friendship, this idea of community is something that we, high, uh, that we hold so high. It's this ideal that we, we like. So we think it should be easy. it shouldn't take much work. But you know what doesn't take much work, what comes easy, what comes natural to us? making things about ourselves. You know what the, the basis of uh, um, building community, especially Christ-like community, Christ-like friendships is? It's putting others first. It can be hard. It can be hard work. Building real friendships means we are asking how, to, how other people are seeing things, not just us, what their perspective is. It means apologizing. It means stopping how we, uh, stopping focusing on how we are feeling in a particular moment in trying to understand what they're going through. The other thing that building community friendships requires is vulnerability. That's hard for us. Shredding the fake facade that everything is great and getting down to some of the real emotions and feelings that we so often carry. Our troubles and our concerns. And that's not easy. It's hard. And so when we think about building friendships, we so often put it in that easy bucket. And then when it becomes difficult, when it's not just natural, when it doesn't just happen like that, we give up and we think there's something wrong with us. We think there's something wrong with them. But the reality is it's hard. It's hard. It requires work. It requires effort for uh, us to put other people first. It requires effort for us to be vulnerable and to share what's really happening in our lives, in our hearts. It's a misconception that friendship, that community is something that's easy. Sometimes we get lucky and we have those moments, those people that walk into our lives. And it is just easy, but for most of us, most of the time, it's a lot of work. It's worth it, but it's a lot of work. Misconception number two. Misconception number two when it comes to building friendships in community is we think that it's just going to come to us. That it should just come To us. In other words, we think it's gonna happen naturally that it's just gonna come to us. The truth is, community is something we gotta seek out. Gotta go and try and find. So many people I know are just waiting. Waiting for friendship to come to them. Waiting for community to come to them. We read verses like we did today and they get excited. They say, this is great. I want that. This is wonderful. I see it. This, it sounds great. I want to be in this close relationships, in this, in this community that's tight. Just bring it to me. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting You know what happens if we have a room full of people? A room full of people who are saying, you know, uh, I I get it. I love those verses in the Bible that talks about unity and community. And I want it. I can't wait for it. Just bring it to me. We have a room full of people doing that. What happens? Nothing. Right? Nothing happens when we wait for the other person to go First, Wait on them to take the initiative. Friendships, community doesn't just come to us. We have to go and find it. We have to seek it out. It's worth it. We have to go and find it. We have to work for it. Misconception number three. When it comes to building friendships, Faithful friendships when it comes to building community. So we get this wrong idea. That it's optional. That it's kind of like dessert after dinner. It's just kind of a a nice thing to add on to our life. God puts this incredible call. This incredible call on us. To affect change in our world, to to see so many changes happen in our heart, in our community, to extend his love, in his mercy. and So much of that requires community. Requires the hard work of building relationships, spending time together, being vulnerable with one another. Here's the truth. Every time. Every time we do that, we do the hard work of building community. Every time we forgive someone. Every time we reconcile. Every time we include somebody who has been lonely. Every time we um, encourage someone who's been down. Every time we love somebody who's been left out. The power of God expands in our world. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what Jesus calls us to, to see his, uh, his power, his kingdom expand in our world? We want to see more of him in our life. We want to see more of him in the lives of the people around us. So much of that simply can't happen. It simply can't happen without the honesty and the trust and the accountability that true community provides. So which misconception is holding you back? Which one is the biggest stumbling block for you right now of building community? Do you think friendship should be easy? And so when it gets difficult, you just say, oh, there must be something wrong. I'm just going to give up on it. I'll wait for something else. Are you one of the many who like the idea? You like the idea of community and you're just waiting for it to come to you? Or are you one of those who thinks community is a bonus Something nice, but not essential. I hope today that you have seen from, from these scriptures, from what you have heard, that's simply not the case. As Daniel comes, leads us in a final song. My hope today is that you will think about some ways You'll think about some ways that you can build community, faithful friendships this week. Is there somebody that you could pray for? Is there somebody who you could reach out to that you have been meaning to for some time? Could you have a conversation with somebody who's different from you? Maybe there's just been something deep that's happening inside you and you've just been kind of holding on to it for too long and you just need to find somebody to share it with. I pray that you respond in some way to building community. I pray that today somehow it clicks like, hey, this really is important. This is something that God calls me to, he calls us to, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and I I need to work on it. It's something that requires effort from me. It doesn't just happen automatically. I gotta work at it. It's a routine, it's a practice, a skill I need to put into place in my life hope that you will do that today as daniel um, closes i'm also going to ask our ushers to come forward this morning and we're going to take our offering now uh, in this as we kind of sing this song together uh, because one of the things that we're going to do as we close today is we're going to take communion together as this this kind of act of unity this act of community